Welcome to South Carolina Launch's CEO podcast, where we hear from CEOs on their entrepreneur experience. Hello, I'm Will Cruz. Uh, our guest today is Michael Baboski. He is the CEO and president of Mitokim. Um, well, welcome, Michael, and thank you for taking, to, uh, taking the time to speak with us. Again, I'm Will Cruz, uh, an investment manager with SCRA. So, Michael, thanks for being here. We'll start with uh, you know, some easy things of, of, uh, before we get started. Um, but first, you know, give, us, give us the story, the journey of Mito Kim, you know, like you know, company description, a little bit of history, mission, vision, and then a little bit about you. Thanks, Will. It's great to be with you today. So the Mitochem story. Mitochem is advancing novel therapeutics to treat rare and challenging diseases. And it was founded by a neuroscientist and a mitochondria expert at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston with the, the spark of an idea um, being that in neurodegeneration in the eye and, and its various forms all start with a change in metabolism from a, from a very efficient metabolism to a, a much less efficient uh, metabolism from which the system never recovered and ultimately, ultimately leads in, in cell loss and, and blindness. And so the, the thinking was, if you could address this early change in metabolism and keep metabolism in an efficient state, that you would have the potential to treat this neurodegeneration. And it's neurodegeneration that, that, that is attacking a system that has high energy requirements. And the change in metabolism essentially creates an energy crisis in the cell. And it's that energy crisis that ends up contributing to and driving disease. And so by developing therapeutics that you could essentially stabilize metabolism, then the cell would have the ability to stave off uh, or delay the onset of degeneration and other aging diseases. And it turns out that this is a very elegant approach with broad utility across a number of indications where uh, energy is an important component of, of uh, human biology. So if you think about central nervous system, things in the brain, the brain being one of the highest energy consuming systems in the body, vision is just essentially an extension of the brain. Um, and then other ones like mus muscular systems and the heart um, and, uh, and metabolism, um, specifically uh, kidney and liver and diabetes, uh, these are all these are all systems in the body that require significant energy to operate, and mitochondrial dysfunction is an early onset in all of these diseases and a driver of pathology. So, Dr. Beeson and Dr. War uh, wrote grant funding and received funding from Foundation Fighting Blindness and NIH uh, early on to develop these compounds and test them out and. The company occupied uh, space in the incubator um, put on by SCRA. Uh, so that was instrumental in the company's history. And it's there that the company developed a proprietary library of compounds uh, that are all mitochondrial protective 
And the lead compounds have been proven out through animal models, uh, the, the, the lead candidate being a compound that has been shown in proof of concept models in animals uh, to be able to slow the progression of, of cell loss in degeneration in the eye for a disease called retinitis pigmentosa, as well as models for age-related macular degeneration. So significant amount of pro promise um, in, uh, developing, in, de in developing therapeutics that, that would be able to treat uh, a very highly unserved population within the eye. And it's uh, our belief that there are other populations um, with diseases outside the eye where, where these compounds have, have, uh, have real, real potential to provide utility for patients. And so I, I got involved with the company back in the fall of 2019. Um, the company was looking to bring in business experience to be able to make the transition from research and grant funding uh, to clinical uh, testing and institutional funding. My background is that uh, I, I spent essentially my entire career in science and technology heavy industries. I have an undergraduate degree from the University of Arizona, um, and I was in an entrepreneurship program there. And before graduating, I started my first company uh, in the high-tech optics space, um, which really bit me with the entrepreneurial bug. Um, and uh, about halfway through my career, I made the transition into life sciences and most recent to Mitochem. I, was, I started a company in the ophthalmology space treating wet macular degeneration with therapeutic radiation. So I was, I was well-versed in, in, uh, in the ophthalmology field. And when I met Dr. Beeson and Dr. Rohr and heard about what they were doing, uh, I was intrigued. And uh, I jokingly say, you know, I, I really didn't want to be involved in another startup uh, because while they're exciting, they're, they're very, very, they're very challenging um, as, as you well know, Will. And uh, it, it just, having looked at the science and what they were doing, the potential you know, within, not only within ophthalmology, but beyond ophthalmology, it was just something I, I couldn't pass up. So I, I joined the team uh, basically at the end of 2019. So Michael, um, yeah. what were, you know, what were the challenges you faced and how did you overcome them? You know, from, you know, building the company, fundraising, you know, new founders, you know, any challenges, and there's a plethora of them, in the startup world as a founder, you know, which ones did you, would, did you, you know, you face company face, how'd you overcome them? And, you know, a little bit on that, if, if you could shed some, uh, some color to that. And so in terms of challenges, Will, as you know, all startups face challenges, um, some that you can anticipate uh, and, and often ones that you don't anticipate. And, and we certainly had our share. Um, so, Probably the first and most impactful challenge we faced uh, was shortly after I joined as CEO, Craig Beeson, one of our, one of our two founders, was diagnosed uh, with terminal cancer and was gone in 10 days. So it was a devastating blow to the company. We'd lost a fabulous human being and a brilliant scientist, as well as the institutional knowledge that he carried with him about the company and the development programs. Um, so it was, it, it was very, very difficult, but uh, the owners of the company, including the spouse uh, of Dr. Beeson, were all concerned that, that the company, you know, that we'd not give up, um, that we, we forge forward. Um, and that's exactly you know, what, what Craig would have wanted. Um, he would not have liked to have seen 
uh, the potential of this go away just because he was no longer in the picture. So essentially, we've, we've, uh, we've figured out how to move forward, how to attract other people to the company, bring expertise in. And we're just fortunate that the bulk of work necessary on the chemistry side was completed. Um, and that while, while we dearly miss Craig, if we need chemistry expertise, uh, that, is, that is something we can bring to the, bring to the company um, and, and move it forward. So the other one that everybody has faced is COVID, right? So uh, we lost our founder at the end of uh, November of 2019, um, which, which created a, a pause period um, in our fundraising. Once we were convinced that we can move the company forward, uh, we found ourselves faced with COVID and a lot of the venture community um, pulling back a bit and trying to figure out what was going to happen. Um, and so uh, we've, we've continued to, to push forward on, on fundraising, but we've taken the additional step uh, to broaden, or broaden our, our strategy to include strategic partnerships, given the potential of the compounds. So we've, we've been uh, engaging in conversations with a, large, a lot of the large strategic pharmas. I'd, I'd uh, gladly name them, but as you can appreciate, many of the NDAs that we have in place include not naming who we're speaking with. But the company is pushing forward on that front. And that's important because one of the things you realize within ophthalmology is that it's a pretty specialized field for the venture community. There are... Uh, there are specialized groups of, of venture capital firms that invest in ophthalmology. And the reason is, is that ophthalmology is typically a long road um, with expensive trials. Now, the upside is, is that if you demonstrate a therapeutic that works, there's a significant return on investment. But it turns out that being able to, being able to find venture capital firms that have the, the risk tolerance associated with ophthalmology uh, studies and timelines um, reduces the number of, of firms interested uh, that, you can, that you can go and meet with. And so we've, we've, uh, we've broadened our, our, our perspective on, on who we should be talking with. Um, one of the things that we did to, to essentially adapt to the loss of, of, of Dr. Beeson um, is really lean on, on the team and the, and the, and the co-founders. One of the co-founders is Dr. Rick Schnellman, who is Dean of the College of Pharmacy and Toxicology at the University of Arizona. And his expertise uh, is not in the eye, it is in mitochondria and other high energy systems, most specifically the kidney, as well as Parkinson's. And so, with uh, the efforts put on by Dr. Schnellman, uh, we now have data sets that show that the compounds do have meaningful impact uh, and potential in treating a range of diseases in the kidney, including diabetic kidney disease. And so as, as, as you can appreciate, you know, everybody's wearing multiple hats um, and you're, you're just having to be flexible and figure out how to reinvent yourself on the fly when necessary to move the company forward. And so because of, you know, because of these, these challenges, we've really you know, done what's necessary you know, to, to give ourselves 
as much uh, as much runway and as much opportunity to attract uh, investment to the company to advance this uh, the science and what we what we see as as therapeutics that really have the potential to change medicine as we know it today. Thanks, Michael. So, you know, last question I'll ask is when you think about SCRA, you know, you well, let me backtrack. You just recently got approved by our board for an equity investment. Um, so when you think of that, you think of SCRA, you know, what comes to mind, you know, uh, considering, you know, the impact value of, you know, the relationship between SCRA and Mitochem yourself, uh, your organization, you know, using these funds, access to these funds, exposure to resources, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that uh, when that comes to mind. So in regards to SCRA and what I think about SCRA and, and its impact at Mitochem uh, spans uh, both uh, previous work and, and current work. So uh, activities that happened before I got here, after, after my arrival. Um, and I talk about SCRA as an institution, but SCRA also as individuals. And so, as I'd mentioned before, SCRA was pivotal for the company early on in that it had incubator space that allowed the company to have essentially wet lab, wet lab space to advance the, the technology um, and, and develop a library of compounds. And so, really important that, that there's the the support by SCRA for fledgling companies uh, at a time when they really need it. And so the fact that it was there was instrumental. And then fast forward, uh, the company had, had run through uh, its grant funding um, and was now back in, uh, in uh, fundraising mode. And SCRA you know, was extremely flexible uh, in working with the company uh, at a time where it was cash strapped. So that was, that was extremely beneficial to the company. So upon my arrival, as you can imagine, um, you, you find uh, a comp an academic company um, requiring uh, you know, cleanup, if you will, uh, and, and, a, and a, different, uh, a different lens to prepare the company to begin fundraising with institutional investment. And so, I became well acquainted with Randy Cutts uh, and John Searcy uh, at SCRA, uh, who both were extremely flexible and, and worked with us to help clean up our balance sheet so that the company uh, could continue to raise money. And as you'd mentioned uh, most recently, we were just approved for an equity investment by, uh, by SCRA and the board. And, it, you know, it's, it's this kind of investment that's crucial for a company like us in life sciences to be able to run additional studies to answer questions that we're getting from the strategics as well as the venture capital firms about our compounds. And it's really all about reducing risk uh, from, from, the, uh, from the program. And so the funds um, institutionally from SCRA as well as uh, just just having great folks uh, there at SCRA to work with uh, you you yourself included well um, you know, has been uh, has been instrumental for us um, and and we really value our relationship with SCRA. So you know when I think about SCRA, uh, I, I think about the foresight of of uh, the state to have support for fledgling companies uh, like us really at a time when it's necessary. And then have it staffed with people that essentially get it right. That 
that you know these companies are going to face all sorts of challenges and it's really a mindset of, of, of a long-term perspective as well as flexibility to find ways to get companies through the difficulty so that you can get these therapeutics or these products uh, to market where they'll meet needs and then ultimately you know generate you know generate the returns that all the various stakeholders are, are looking for you know for, for patients who are looking for um, therapeutics uh, for the you know the the local community looking to drive high you know a high salary high paying uh, jobs um, and then importantly putting South Carolina on the map as uh, as as a center of of excellence uh, in the pharmaceutical field um, these are all things that uh, that have long term implications and long-term benefits. And it's just great to be working with an organization that does have that long-term perspective. Michael, I can say the exact same thing is, is, is we've, I've enjoyed uh, nothing but our interaction uh, from a, a learning perspective, helping grow the organization, working with you as an individual, you're an outstanding person. Um, and I know you have definite credibility with SCRA. Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, we had, you know, some challenges, we worked through them. And um, I can tell you, it's, it's just, it's just harnessed the relationship a lot more. And we appreciate that. And that's what we're trying to do with every, every founder and startup that we involve ourselves in. But you are a, a true, you know, beacon and reflection of, uh, you know, founders, we, we like to find support in any way we can. So, you know, thank you again for being our guest today. Um, it was great hearing from, you know, the Kim story hearing from you and we look forward to uh, continued success and in, in hearing more about you in the future. Um, and um, we'll take it from there. Well, great, Will. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to come on today. And, and thank you really to you and, and, the, and the rest of the folks at, at SCRA um, for being supportive of, of Mitochem. And, uh, and ultimately all the folks, uh, all the patients that are gonna, you know, that are gonna benefit from uh, therapeutics uh, once they reach market. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a worthy cause um, and, uh, and we're just delighted that STRA is there to help, help support us and get us through. Glad to, glad to uh, hear that, Michael. Good luck and take care. Thank you. Thank you.